Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. It's time to grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above. Somebody out there, please tell me if you can hear me because for whatever reason, my ears, in my ears, I sound funny this morning, which might mean you guys can't hear me. Uh, let me know. Uh, we are supposed to be talking today about astro inklings for the month of December. Uh, but as luck would have it, apparently Tam is having storm issues and her internet is unstable. It won't even open up in Google Chrome. Thank you very much, Pam and Irene. And uh, good morning to you both. And Christine, good morning. And Debbie, hello to you. And anyway, so if uh, she's going to now try to attempt to come in on her phone or a tablet uh, because her laptop won't even open up uh, a browser. So something is going on in Tam world. And uh, that's okay, though, because today's talk was going to be about the astrology and human design for December. And I'm perfectly capable of doing that all on my own. Uh, but I love it when Tam is here because it's sometimes really nice to get uh, somebody else's point of view, right? She comes from, you know, a, a more innocent uh, point of view. Innocent as in she's new, fairly new to astrology and uh, hasn't gotten, you know, a lot of uh, jadedness behind what she does. Not that I'm jaded, but she doesn't have any of these pat answers to things and it's nice to see sometimes what she comes up with. So keep your fingers crossed that she's able to come in. Uh, for everybody out there watching this morning, you can see I have a message in the window, uh, at least through YouTube, that says your Astro Design webinar tickets are still available. Astro Design webinar for 2023 is on December 15th at 12 noon, my time, 3 p.m. East Coast time. But if you buy your ticket and you cannot come, it doesn't matter because it's recorded and everybody receives the recording after it's uh, done. And as well, the slides that will help you keep on track for all of 2023. But also along with your ticket comes a personalized astrology report for 2023. And for some of you that have already received that, you saw it's over 80 pages right? The 12 months, uh, the calendars like I use that tell you all about what's going on uh, with you, but also in the bigger, wider picture, as well as days that are good days, and red days, green days, good, bad, whatever. They're not necessarily bad days, but just days to watch out for. <clears throat> and uh, also then your uh, daily interpretations for 2023. It's huge. It's a huge gift to give away. And I absolutely love doing this every year. So you still have time to get your tickets and for me to be able to get your report out to you. Uh, I am, oh, there's Tam. I see Tam. <laughs> she made it. Uh, I'm here, but it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> Well, you're just beautiful, so there's no need to worry about what you look like. Your picture's just a little smaller than usual, but that must be because you're on your phone, right? I'm on my phone, yes. Very good. It's so great to have you with me today. Oh, I'm happy to be here. I always look forward to this. I, and then it always seems like one or the other of us ends up with some kind of tech problem. It's crazy. And I, I planned early. I got to my desk early, and it just all, it's tech. It's technology. 
it is. The technology is a little bit scritchy these days. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, you know, I had these, I, I wake up sometimes, Tam, with wild thoughts in my head. Like, I don't know where they come from. <laughs> um, they come from, you know, some other realm. And uh, this morning in a dream before I woke up, I decided I loved being Jewish. <laughs> I'm not Jewish. I don't have any Jewish background. There's nobody in my family that's from the Jewish descent or, you know, nothing like it. But I was so enamored in my dreams with how they greet one another and the meaning behind words. Now, I had four words that I came back with. I cannot remember one of them because they weren't English. And it was a way to greet one another. Right. You, you, you lean to one side of their cheek and you said a word and then you came in forward, uh, head to head, you know, forehead to forehead and you said another word and then you lean to the right and you say another word and then you step back and you stare each other in the face and you say another word. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love this. We should try that. I don't know what the words were. So we'll figure it out. We'll make something up. Yeah, we could do that. One of the words sounded sort of like Auriga which is a star in the Capella system. Uh, but I don't think it had anything astrological to it. It didn't seem like that. It just felt more divine than that. Oh, that's so neat. I love yeah. that. And the dreams, the dream time has been extremely profound. Even my husband is like, wow, <laughs> it's, it's really crazy. I think a lot of people are feeling the same thing. I'm sure it's something endemic. It's going around like a pandemic of words and ideas and dreams and weird stuff. And then, so this led me to another thought this morning. Okay. I'm never just full of one thought. It's like multiple ones, right? Um, I was thinking about those words and how I couldn't remember what the words were, but there was this feeling attached to the words because the words felt like they had depth, right? There was meaning behind the meaning and, you know, just almost a picture even that went with the words. And here we have Mars and Gemini in retrograde right now. So I kept thinking about, you know, the whole idea of Gemini energy. Do you know that Gemini is the first sign of the Zodiac that talks about relationships, right? Aries is about the self. Single, yep. Taurus is about value and self-worth, but also finances or money or resources, the things I have. And then when we get to Gemini, we first get to uh, the idea of being in a relationship with a significant other, even though it's a twin relationship, Mm -hmm. you get this idea beginning here that there's something to do with relationships. Mm -hmm. Well, then that led me to go, well, relationships and then words, right? Mm -hmm. Words. Gemini is the wordsmith. And I was thinking then about how it is that we communicate with one another in relationships, whether they're significant others or, you know, family or friends or colleagues and that type of thing. And, you know, wondering how people are doing with Mars in Gemini, because it's a possibility that words have taken on a whole new meaning in people's lives, in their relationships in specific. Um, great connection. I see how you brought that together. <laughs> I, I do. I mean, I totally get it. Um, and I want to say like the Mars and Gemini, what I am witnessing with people, I feel like the speed of which people speak is incredible. I was watching my father, who's a Sagittarius. He was talking so fast. I was like, oh, I, I couldn't catch my breath. Like I wanted to say, 
dude, slow down. But I mean, I respect my father. I would never say dude to him. But like, that's what I was thinking. Like, he is talking so quickly and he doesn't even know it. But his tempo has sped up. And I've seen that with more than he's just the biggest example I can think of. But I'm noticing that that people are definitely. Holy moly, Janet. Well, I'm guessing it's because we're thinking faster or he, here's the other thing, because Mars is retrograde in Gemini. It may be that, you know, ideas and things are flipping around so quickly in our minds that if we don't speak fast enough, we're going right. to lose it. Right. Or we're afraid that we're going to lose it. You know, just like I should have written that dream down as soon as I woke up, I might have had those words, yeah. but it was gone almost as quickly. So I can totally understand why a Sagittarius who whose natal sign is opposite of Gemini right. and where Mars is, you know, affecting him by opposition yep. uh, could be, you know, the cause of some of that. It's an inner anxiety. I don't know that we really recognize what it is that we're doing, but I think on some level, we're kind of afraid these words are going to fail us or going to leave us quickly. And so we, what we really should be doing is slowing down. <laughs> That that's come out of my mouth a lot. I also have a Gemini rising that's in my orbit. And I've said to him repeatedly because he's having some stuff and I'm like, your whole thing right now has to be to tamp it, tamp yeah. everything, like slow down. So I regularly, when I, when he pops into my thoughts, I'll send him a message, slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> 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 is he a manifesting generator on top of that <laughs> yes yes oh gosh right you know we are all kind of feeling a little bit um you know crazed that way you know first of all it's the season right we are get getting you know geared up for christmas time yes. then you have these massive transits that you know kind of affect they affect you whether you know it or not exactly. right i mean you could know nothing about astrology but still be being affected by these transits. Right. The reason we do what we do is so that people will be aware, the yeah. awareness, right? Yeah. So, so, so important. Uh, there's a lot of people checking in with us this morning. I already said hello to a few of them before you checked in, but now we have Leslie Arboleda. Uh, she says, hope you're all making a wonderful Wednesday. Gail, it's great to see you out there. She says, happy Wednesday and so glad to make it. Nico Vasquez, good morning to you. Nico. He's listening from Tucson, Arizona. Ooh. And Corey, good morning to you. And of course, everybody else that I had already said good morning to. And yeah, and we're so glad that you made it. And hopefully, you know, you, you seem quite stable. Me? I am. So now I'm thinking it's probably the computer. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But yet there was, you know what? There was a big update yesterday and it was a BIOS update. Now you have a Mac though, so it might not be the same kind of an update, yeah. but it took a while for that whole update to happen and everything was being glitchy until I did it. Ah, okay. Well, so, I, so maybe you have something too. There's an update to my Apple that's waiting for me. So maybe I should go do that. <laughs> ah, probably. Gail says I've, I'm ramped up into a higher speed, but it's frustrating because it's escalating my anxiety. Oh. So it's like fast or stop slowing right. down. <laughs> it is my goal today and this week. Yeah, see, that's the thing with Mars in uh, Mars is our action planet, right? Right. He's he gives, you know, wings to our, our wanting to get things done. And when he's in retrograde, that can lead to frustration because it's like, you know, driving with your foot on the gas and on the brake at the same time. So you're not really getting too far too fast. 
but I would bet you the people who were born with Mars retrograde in their natal charts, which they're they're a small percentage of the population, but they're out there. Um, they're probably doing fine. They're probably thinking, what, what's everybody talking about? Everything's just fine. <laughs> the weather's well. <laughs> oh, so uh, now, so now we're sitting here looking at December. We are, we are. Um, I, I know you usually throw this astrology at me, so I came prepared. Ah, good for you. Last month of the 2022 Energy Almanac, everybody. It's <sighs> Here's December. And I love it. I love the three key words chosen for December. We have like one of my favorite words ever. And you're Which a word, is? you're a word person, enthusiasm. It's yep. one of my favorite energies. And it's an energy that I practice literally will practice what it feels like to be excited or enthused about something. So enthusiasm, compassion, mm. and discipline are the three words chosen for December. Um, I tell people who are like, are just figuring out astrology and they're using the almanac, but they're really new to it. Memorize the keywords, memorize yeah. the keywords, and that will help you when you get off track. So um, we, I highlighted, I highlighted the word enthusiasm in the art for the month. <laughs> I love it. And there's this little steamy, is that a steaming cup of coffee or hot chocolate or tea? <laughs> it's, it is a steaming cup of tea and your mug looks the same shape. That's so crazy. Yay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so the question, the coaching question was what patterns of compassion can I be and receive this month? Um, we have the, the full moon at 16 Gemini. Wait a minute. Let's start on the third of the month. Let's start <laughs> Neptune stationing direct, right? Uh, Neptune stationing direct on Saturday. Yep. Yep. And yep. Yep. And that's, that'll be interesting. And I, and I think it will give a nice flavor to the holiday season. I feel like this holiday season coming up is going to have a nice undertone of spirituality, less commercial, more spiritual, more compassionate, more a softer kind of holiday, if you will. I think people are stepping away from the, what would you call it? The holiday craziness. The yeah. rat race of Christmas, Black yeah. Friday, Cyber Monday. Yeah. All I that think, anxiety of I think getting the right gift. Pulling away a little bit and just saying, let's go a little bit more traditional. Um, whether or not that happens, I don't know. But I am looking forward to Neptune um, stepping back into Pisces going forward motion again and and really heightening our intuition and and um, our spiritual connection, our, our compassion and our love. And I think that's where that the word compassion comes from, that unconditional love. Yeah. Uh, that I, that I chose for the word of December. Uh, the next transit that I'm looking at is Mercury into Capricorn on the 6th of the month. Like, Preparing for his retrograde. <laughs> yes, exactly. Boo on that. Like, we, I'm not ready to discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's there from 12-6 until February 11th. Yep. So we best get used to him and be okay with him because in, in Capricorn, and even though it's a retrograde station, uh, it's in an earth sign. So I think it, it, you know, is wanting all of us to come down to earth, you know, plant your feet on the ground. Uh, I see it as possibly really good for business or starting a business or I wanted, up, what do they call that? Up leveling or yeah, you know, up -leveling. 
up over yeah. here. I, I exactly feel the same way. I'm, I like the uh, the idea of Mercury in Capricorn as that that grounding of the ideas and being able to sort of bring structure to and form to your ideas. So I'm kind of excited about that transit. I know that inside of my coaching programs with my clients, I will be really harnessing the Mercury in Capricorn energy to do the, the positive restructuring of business of ideas. So and you know Capricorn here. So I mean I'm gonna go higher level here. Please. Um because when Mercury goes into Capricorn on the 6th and then Venus goes into Capricorn on the 9th, right. the sun on the 21st. Right. And we're also winding down our Pluto in Capricorn 15, 20 years of, right. um, of breakdowns and regeneration uh, potential. So any planet now moving through Capricorn is in the aid of finalizing our transition away from systems and things that have been crashing mm -hmm. and really propelling us now into setting us up for the future. Mm -hmm. So that's a bigger, you know, from the behind the scenes. So every little planet, even Mercury moving through Capricorn should be calling us forward, um, maybe setting up new foundations or a new way of becoming sustainable. Yeah. And I'm going to use this word that I really don't like very well, but becoming more conservative in the way that we assert ourselves out into the world. Yeah, yep. And I don't mind saying this because we all can take it. I love the word conservative. Um, <laughs> it always makes me feel small. Oh, no. It <laughs> and makes, I like big. It, it makes me feel grounded. Ah, that's a, that is a positively wonderful way to look at it. Yeah. Um, you know, it also engages something I, I always call good stewardship. Yes. Right. Yes. So and not just of, you know, the the environment, which is how we usually think of it, but of your own finances, of your own time, of your right. own resources, of what you, you, your own carbon footprint, if you mm -hmm. will. Mm -hmm. And um, as we, you know, begin the move out of this Capricornian sort of energy and into Aquarius with Pluto, especially, it becomes more preservative in nature. and. Yeah. What do we want to preserve? What do we want to take with us into the future? What's worthy of going forward? Yep. Uh, what's worthy of our time and et cetera. So it really is sort of a big time, even if it seems like, oh yeah, it's just, you know, Mercury's transit through Capricorn. No, it, it, it is a, a big time. You just said two things that I hope the listeners catch or caught. Um, I love your way with words. As, as good as I am with words, you're even better conservative and preservative Capricorn mm. Aquarius that is beautiful I just love how you said that and I will definitely carry that forward in my languaging here and yeah. they're and they're both great and they both have positive aspects and just to repeat myself conservative to me just is very grounding and very centered and very easy yeah well it also implies Another word um, from our Taurus Scorpio node transit that is about simplicity mm. and releasing ourselves from complexity. Mm -hmm. And that's been a theme, you know, behind the scenes for the entire year, even if, you know, it wasn't like in our faces, it was kind of, you know, whistling behind the scenes, right? That noise, that fan that you hear, you know, when you go to sleep at night or something that, you know, white noise, white noise. White. yeah, white, it's white noise. 
that keeps whispering about simplifying, right? Yeah. That, you know, part of the problem, why so many structures failed over the last couple of years, since 2008, really, when Pluto moved into Capricorn, is because they were too complex, yes. too many moving pieces, too many different people involved. Sure. And the potential then for problems when you get hit with a crisis, and we've been hit with multiple crises since Pluto has been in Capricorn. I, I want to share an example that came to mind when you said that. <laughs> Funny and it might make some people angry, but I have to say it. Like Twitter went from 1,500 employees to 75. When Elon Musk bought it, he he called the crowd. He's down to 75 employees, and the platform still runs. It's really interesting. I mean, com the complexity has been removed. He simplified things. Now, will it operate the same? Maybe not. But we'll we'll see how that works out too. But just that's that was the example that flew into my brain when you said that. Yeah, yeah, and and it's exactly right. He's such a Uranus character, though, isn't he? Oh my god! I mean, he just exudes Uranus. Yeah, let's yeah. just go in and blow things up, I and know. literally blows things up. <laughs> Rockets going to the moon and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Uh, but you have to admire his character. You have to admire, even if he does some destructive things, but so does Uranus. And that's the whole idea without destruction. Sometimes we get caught in that rut. Um, and he, he exposes a whole bunch of other stuff to our shadows, you know, a bunch of stuff, but I think it is funny. You're absolutely right. When a platform like Twitter has 1500 people working for it, what are they all doing? Well, that's what came out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just cut the fat here, run the company lean, make a little more money. And that's what he'll do. He'll end up, um, if you own a, a piece of Twitter, you'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's things like that. I mean, even, uh, you know, we've, we've dealt with that issue through our federal government, yes. uh, through all of the different systems, like the banking system, the mortgage system, the, right. the education system, even, yep. and uh, health, healthcare. Oh my God. Right. Uh, so we will likely be continuing the, the little bit of destructiveness that's left, but it's all in the interest of what do we build in its place that is more sustainable, right. more uh, simple, easier, more manageable. I mean, and sometimes it does take an Elon Musk character to come in and break it all down. Sure. Somebody has to mastermind this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it all just keeps going the same way that it's always been. So right. what are we going to do? Right. Well, There's not much we can do about that. Not a lot we can do. Yeah. So anyway, that's a long term transit that we have to think about. And yeah. partly that's because of the retrograde that actually doesn't begin until the end of the month. 29th. Uh, yeah. The 29th until January 18th. Yep. So you've got three weeks worth of, of, uh, reevaluation kind of thing in, in that uh, characteristic. It actually takes us over the first of the year. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that causes us to slow down a bit around, you know, what is it that we're going to do for 2023? Right. And isn't Capricorn sort of like I said, or mentioned earlier, slow and steady wins the race. They're very, they're mm -hmm. much more thoughtful in their moves are a little bit slower yeah, it brings Saturn into the picture because Saturn yeah. is the natural ruler of the sign. And Saturn in Capricorn is a business builder. I mean, pure and simple. They climb the corporate ladder, doing it in a deliberate, 
steadfast. Deliberate. Yes. Way. Yes. Yeah. So we yeah. have some deliberateness. We have this idea of moving ahead uh, of goals, setting goals, um, and then working those goals, working the plan. Yeah. So it is an interesting end to 2022 to see so much building potential, but kind of in retrograde, meaning it's slower, which means we can give more consideration to what mm -hmm. we do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We and can be yeah, it, more deliberate. That's the word I was looking for. The whole the whole idea of like astrology, you mentioned this earlier, like the awareness of the transits that are happening could actually really be beneficial in this retrograde that we're about to experience Mercury and Capricorn retrograde. Um, we know, we know Pluto is moving into Aquarius. We know that we're looking at a whole new area, knowing that addressing Aquarian type of topics, we can apply that in our thinking. In a, and when we go in during this Mercury retrograde in Capricorn, sort of the area of business, um, we can apply it. How can I move into the next decade? Start that thinking process now. You can. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think it is 20 years that yes. Pluto will be in Aquarius. So it's a, it's a couple of decades. It's a long time. It's a long time. And it takes time for that to bear out. And interestingly enough, he's going to be in Aquarius when in human design, we go through uh, what we call the, the, the evolutionary leap. Um, in human design, there are big blocks of time, 411 years or so. So 400-ish years. Uh, where a certain set of gates is, um, I hate to call it rulership, but is influencing uh, the way that we're evolving. Well, in 2027, while Pluto's in Aquarius, a whole new template is birthed in humanity. Wow. That will be a 400-year sort of, of energy. And that energy is built on a completely different platform than what our previous 400 years were built on. And I will be doing more talking about that as time goes on, but I just want people to be thinking that no matter what it is that it looks like, right, chaotic or crazy making or turbulent, all of that's leading us to something much bigger, yeah, something yeah. much grander even. Uh, but those, you know, we're moving 8 billion people now you know, through these changes. And it's not easy. It's not easy to change a paradigm. It takes time. So, so who can you change? <laughs> Yourself, right? <laughs> and because we are all connected, you, we are contributing to the change. If we are actively changing ourselves, we are contributing. So absolutely do your work, peeps. Do your work. Um, I wanted to go back to Neptune direct for a moment Good. Uh, because you know, I, I, the planet Neptune has been, um, I'm going to call it the outlier planet. It is the only difference between what was going on in the dark ages of history and the uh, equivalent astrology that's been going on in this age that we're in. So, in the dark ages, as you know, there was war, there was famine, there were pandemics, there were marauders from all kinds. There was always these, you know, it really took humanity down. There was a lot of climate issues mm -hmm. and born from 
volcanic eruptions and so forth. So life was very destabilized during the Dark Ages. And at that time, we had very similar astrological uh, concepts going on as we do now. The only difference is Neptune. So Neptune being in its sign of its own rulership throughout our time, our dark age, like when we, you know, uh, historians a hundred years from now are going to look back at this time and they're, they're going to call it some sort of form of dark ages that we went through right in this period of time. But the difference being Neptune, who was urging us on to becoming more spiritual, you know, there wasn't the opportunity in the dark ages because religion was kind of dictated by the governments, right? right? It was, it was more set in stone about how it is that you were going to believe. And religion was always about out there. There was some power out there. Right. And with Neptune in Pisces, it's all about what's in here. Mm. Right. And it doesn't matter so much about religion, even though, you know, there's still religions out there, but it's not so much about looking out of myself for, for answers anymore. So Neptune has been the one planet that has been beating to a different drummer than uh, back in the dark ages. So mm-hmm. keeping us prompting us to keep going internally, keep looking inward and, looking for compassion and looking for how do we live together in unconditional love? Uh, What is unconditional love? What is love? I mean, what is all of that? So it's a big planet player. And when he changes directions, then it's also impacting our interaction with spirit, with one another and with concepts like love. And honestly, while Neptune is direct, we are all very, very keenly intuitive. Right. When he's in retrograde, we are inward facing. Mm -hmm. And now with change uh, in the air for this, you know, planet of spirit and love and compassion and disillusionment and, uh, you know, blurriness and all of that, we have an opportunity to take everything that we learned about our intuitive selves and to apply it into the outer world. Right. So it's a big deal, even though it seems like, oh, it's just Neptune. Oh, I, I agree. It's a big deal. And I've been harping on it for the last couple of years. I mean, we are in our own really spiritual awakening with yeah. this placement. If, if if we're willing to look at it and really feel into it. Again, the whole awareness of astrology. Apply what you learn. Apply what you learn. I'm curious in your conversation about the dark ages, did you do the research to find out what was the placement of Neptune then? Was it something? Uh, yeah, well, first of all, Neptune wasn't even a planet at oh, that right. point in time, right? Because right. The, there was no consciousness of anything beyond right. uh, Saturn. I mean, there there was no Uranus. There was no Neptune. So no matter what sign he would have been in, he really wasn't a player in, yep. in that period of time. He wasn't in our consciousness yet. Right. But if we did the math, we could actually calculate. We could uh, actually calculate it. Um, yeah. I doubt seriously that he was in Pisces, though. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> sure. Probably Capricorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of the hidden signs, maybe, yeah. you know, Scorpio or, you know, oh, hiding, okay. hiding from humanity. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I sure, I'm sure we could. We could look back at the Dark Ages and see what that is. But, you know, we, we want to, um, you know, understand in the context of time there wasn't a Neptune, right? Right. People, 
you know, people wouldn't have even had a context in which to discuss unconditional love. Right, right. I mean, I can't even imagine how a conversation like that might go. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but I just like to bring that up because when, uh, you know, things stand out sometimes, and that's one of the standouts. Well, um, considering an email that I sent out to my newsletter recipients this morning, I wanted, I think we should talk about Jupiter and yes, and its movement, which, by the way, I got wrong in the almanac. Uh, <laughs> um, somehow I put Jupiter enters Taurus, but that is wrong on page 135. It's, it's actually, it out. I wrote about Aries, but somehow when I wrote the blurb here, I wrote the word Taurus, but we did write about Aries inside the book. So anyway, okay, yeah, Jupiter's moving, uh, <laughs> returning to its place in Aries. And I think that's good for everybody. I really do. Jupiter expanding um, that bold, dynamic leadership, expanding our courage adding some bravery to the mix. Um, maybe boldly going. Boldly going, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, And maybe even amping up the charisma on the planet. Who knows? But I'm excited about it. Um, I, I wrote an email to this effect this morning, and I got a text message back, and she goes, wow, how bold of you. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was interesting. And I, I do have um, – I, my Chiron is an Aries – so for me, I guess it was appropriate. And interestingly enough, Janet, the email that I sent out this morning, I wrote in 2013. Oh my goodness. I found you, you, because you looked back, you looked ahead and saw that this was happening. No, I was just by luck. I was, just, <coughs> I was scraping through old blog posts. I wrote in 2012 and 13. And I'm like, Oh, I really like this one. It seems to make sense for the energy I'm in right now. I put it out there and then I'm like, oh, I didn't even connect the dot. Like I'm a Chiron in Aries and where Jupiter's entering Aries and it's just And Chiron is in Aries. And Chiron is right in now. Aries right now, exactly. So yeah. um, and that's another transit, Chiron in Aries, that I talk a lot about with business people, because as a business owner, you are in a leadership position. Mm-hmm. And there's wounds inside yourself that we can heal and address, make you stronger, braver. Um, of course, you, you know, it brings a little stress with it. With courage comes a little bit of stress, but um, all worth addressing and looking at, I think, and, and giving you that impetus to act. Yeah, exactly. And Jupiter, of course, is the principle of growth and expansion yeah. and of uh, gaining more uh, spiritual awareness and consciousness. Yeah. He sort of is the driver of our spiral of consciousness and how we evolve consciously or are conscious. Um, so when wherever he goes, whatever he touches, he he makes it bigger, right? Mm -hmm. He he enlarges the view. He right. creates optimism, and in a fire sign, that is going to be largely about passion yes. and boldness and that courage, yeah. especially because uh, of a it being Aries and Jupiter himself is the ruler of Sagittarius energy. So right. we are linking fire signs now. Yep. And there's a, a lot of potential now that he is not any longer in retrograde to put forth new ideas, right? right? To try new things. But we have to remember that the ruler of Aries himself, Mars is still retrograde. Right. And so there is a little bit of a break, a break, like the, 
brake on the foot pedal of the yeah. car, yeah. slowing us down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but that's a good idea, right? So that we don't go all half cocked out there and, you know, just and make a yeah. mess of everything. And and that's only till is it the second week in February that that yeah Mars retrograde Mars will go direct and then no, we, he, um, he, uh, third week of January January oh, January twelfth he turns to forward motion. There we go. I, I had it in my head as two twelve. You're right, January twelfth. So then yeah. we have time before Jupiter moves into Taurus later in 2023. I think May of 2023. Yeah. So uh, how, yeah, I just did all that yesterday actually. So I was it's like it's like you get this idea and it's like you're slow walking and you're finding your feet and your shoulders are pulling back and you're getting stronger. And then at the end of January, you're like, oh, I got this. I got this. I got this. And you move into whatever it is that you're working toward. And it's, it's such an exciting opportunity. So what I like to do is to look at the gates in our human design because those give us more words, right? More words to describe each of the moves yeah. of Jupiter through this particular uh, energy. And hold on, I'm gonna grab my book because I wanna see where it is actually today. So today is November 30th, the last day of Noviembre, and we have Jupiter at the 25. So the, the gates of Aries, are about spirit first off it first enters into aries with this idea of we are spirit yep. we are spirit in a physical body and it gives us kind of a feeling if you will that we can do anything right yes. anything is possible the fool tarot card right exactly yeah. you know i have no experience that tells me i can't do so i'm innocently moving forward stepping into my power uh, with courage and that that sort of boldness. And then then we start the testing of those ideas because the next gate is the gate of opinions, gate 17, um, which is the very beginning of the scientific method. So if we want to look at it logically, it is a gate that's logic. So we start to look at, well, how are all of these ideas these, these divine uh, inspirations going to work? How are we going to do it? We're putting it out there in the world. And then we get to control. Mm. Now we're trying to control the experiment, right? Now we're trying to, you know, now we have to, in some way, understand what the limits might be, right? We, we can do as much as we can do, but certain things are going to have limits. We're going to have some kind of, of a need to control the growth, runaway growth, not a good thing either, right? right. That describes right. cancer or tumors and things like that. Then we move into the gate 51 shock. Initiation, right? Something big happening that awakens us. And then we get into completions, right? Now we get to see this whole path of things that we've experimented with, that we tried and, you know, what eventually works and how does that look? Um, before we end up innovating and partly that becomes uh, available when Jupiter moves into Taurus. So it's a biggie too, as far as, you know, moving into, we're going to have this longer term transit of Jupiter at the gate of spirit all the way through January 19th. Oh, so okay. it's now all the way through January 19th, oh. where we get to consider the, that we're spirit, that, that what animates us, what is, what animates you? 
right? You're not just a, a, a piece of meat walking through your life. You have consciousness, you have awareness, you have <clears throat> some animating force within you that is creative as the divine is creative. So therefore we must be of the divine, mm-hmm. right? Divine animation. That's what we could call Aries, Jupiter and Aries, divine animation. I like that. I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> you should uh, you should see my calendars on my desk. I have all these words. The other day, somebody was talking about retirement. And uh, she said, I, re- I prefer to look at it as inspirement. And I was like, oh, oh. writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, inspirement. I love that. So anyway, Jupiter in Aries is huge. It starts this ball rolling, like this whole new potential expression, right? Aries being the first sign of the Zodiac, Mm -hmm. springtime energy. What do we do in the spring? We plant seeds. We, we watch things start to grow and blossom. So it's, it's a pretty fabulous energy. It is. Agreed. Yeah. 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 I also wanted to go back to something when you first started the conversation this morning with the key word enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you knew this at all, but this is the week, this week starting, it was November 27th, or excuse me, November 28th through December 3rd in human design, the earth is sitting at the gate of enthusiasm. Well, I didn't consciously know that. Let me read (laughs) about the first week. Uh, Maybe that was where I picked it up. Good for, good for us. (laughs) I don't know. Huh. Yeah. And then I think you said another word. What was after enthusiasm? There was compassion. But what was the third word? Discipline. Um, so the sun is at the gate nine, okay. which is called the gate of focus. Ah. Right. So the whole week is resonating with at least two of those key words. Nice. And compassion isn't, you know, missing at all. It's just coming from a different player than the sun and earth at uh it's probably coming from jupiter at gate 25 but uh anyway so i just wanted to validate that for you beautiful i love that let's yeah a little bit about the moons for the month the lovely moons unless you have something else no i was just looking down here to see uh it's important for people to understand we are walking into the shadow time of mercury retrograde i want to say around the 13th or so of the month. Oh, good. And uh, it, it might even be sooner than that. Oh, hey, did I write that down? Nope, I did not write that down yet. Uh, but it's important to note that we start walking into the shadow because it's usually in the shadow where the worst yeah. stuff happens. Yeah. The retrograde itself is, you know, for me anyway, it's always a little bit smoother. Uh, but that time before and then right after, things can be really wonky. So get already uh, aware of that and uh, keep yourself. I'm you know. going to bed. Send me a text when it's over. <laughs> Can't do that. Now, also, this is the first retrograde of Mercury in a long time that's wholly in one sign. Yes, I know that. I did notice that. I think that is um, good. That's nice. Yeah. Really focus, discipline, focus. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's also that practical application of all of the ideas because it's been bridging between air and earth mm-hmm. uh, for most of, for all of the year until now. And now it's all in this practical application of ideas and information. And how do I apply all of that now? 
Perfect. Well said. Yep. 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 So anyway, there's that. The moons. So we have the full moon on the 7th. We do at 16 Gemini. And it's actually 8.09 p.m. my time. So yeah. So it's for all of the U.S. It'll be in or on the 7th. But for anybody uh, east of that, it will be on the next day, uh, the 8th. So if you're listening from, say, England or Sweden, I know we had a Sweden girl out there, um, you're going to have that on the 8th of this month. Yes, yes, yes. And I we wrote a little blurb called, or a theme for this moon called Dissolving Delusion. And because I don't, I can't have my computer open, I can't actually have my moon chart up to talk more in depth about it. Janet, you're going to have to take over for me here. Uh, well, good one, because I'm not even sure I have my astrology program. Yeah, my, mine is over there at the computer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's look over here. Uh, December. I'm wondering if there's a Neptune aspect. Why did I write dissolving delusion? I don't know, except why did I go to that site? That is not where I have my charts. And I haven't even, honestly, I didn't even make up a full moon chart yet for this. So let's just make up the chart real quick. Make it up. Pull it up. Let's just do that. I might have. um, I like the 16 degree marker here. The one in the six forming the seven of spirituality. And the mm -hmm. in for answers. And of course, being a full moon, we know that it's a great time for releasing or dissolving that which doesn't serve us. So 16 marker might indicate 16 degrees can indicate to us to go really go in and find those answers. Your meditation can be super important here. Yeah. So December 2022, and it is at 80, did I say 809? Yes. Uh, So let's do and edit really quick. So I always go back to the, I change the moons every month or so, you know, just to um, update everything. So I don't have to keep putting in new charts every time. Uh, But I always have to change the timing then. And 2009. No, yeah, 09. And here we go. I might even be able to share the screen. I'm not sure how that affects it. Both of us have. Let um, it. I think it should be fine, but we'll try it. I want the galactic center. Show the chart. I love being able to do these things impromptu like. Yeah. Uh, let me go back to StreamYard and present share screen. There's so many new things on StreamYard right now. Oh, good. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, like they just rolled out a webinar function. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Here we go. Share. Are you seeing my screen? Where I'm about to. Yep. Uh, okay. There it is. Yep. So this is our full moon at 1602 of Gemini. And look what we have right here. A moon Mars retrograde conjunction. So talk about the ruler of the actual full moon on December 7th. We have Mars in play and Mars in retrograde. So, uh, and of course, always in opposition to the sun. So that's just what the full moon is about. Um, And we also see who else 
might be we have uranus at 15 47 so almost 16. she froze up at least i froze did i freeze <laughs> hello 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 did i freeze okay i'm gonna stop sharing are you there tam i am here lost did your, i lost your chart but yeah you froze everything I turned the chart off. There's already a problem going on this morning with Facebook because it told me that early in the broadcast. Oh. So anybody watching from Facebook wasn't able to um, see us anymore. Most people watch on YouTube. So YouTube looks like it's intact, but something happened with the Facebook connection this morning. And 27 minutes into the show. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> so I, I won't share my screen because I feel like that's stressing out everything. But definitely when we have a Moon-Mars conjunction, we have conflict and confrontation. Ah. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But what are we confronting with is Gemini, and we're confronting them with words and thoughts. Right. So... I think it, you know, kind of goes to what we were first talking about this morning about how impactful words are. Oh, yes, indeed. Sometimes the, the words wound deeper than an actual physical hurt. And the they can also empower. They can if you use them wisely. Yep, using words wisely. And I think it's also then something for all of us to look at the languaging that we're using in our own lives yeah. as we talk to one another in our relationships as we talk in in the mirror to ourselves yes. right or we're talking to ourselves all day long aren't you talking to yourself all day long oh a little bit <laughs> yes. yeah and sometimes it's things like why did you do that why do you always do it that way can't you get this right yeah. uh things like that which don't serve anything except to tear us down so what we see is a big deal around words and how we speak about emotions, how we feel. Right. You know, there was a an article I was reading. Uh, I can't remember what the name of the, the periodical was, but I'll, I'll see if I can't figure that out. Um, where they were talking about how we message each other about what we're feeling. You know, there's a lot of reactivity when we get emotions involved. Mm -hmm. And with the moon and Mars in a conjunction, very tight conjunction, there's going to be the potential for words and feelings to get all intermingled. Mm -hmm. Not always in the best way either. So it'll be a great time for us to review, review reaction versus yep. response. Right. That that theme, boy, that's been a big one, hasn't it? Um, that was one of the themes inside of 2022 the whole year yeah so showing up to the table peacefully and for anybody out there who's in a sort of precarious position over the next few weeks like bite your tongue bite your tongue deep breaths find your tools ahead of time use your awareness that this is is going to be a rough few days and you know play your cards wisely yeah That's oh, this watch your words right watch just your watch your words yep. and you know we have we have, you know, we can't help but have Sagittarius <laughs> involved because he's across from Gemini and he's the sign of blunt communication. Very blunt. Telling the truth. Truth telling. Truth telling. Honest. Integrity. All of these things. But we can talk honestly without hurting right. someone. 
Right. And I think there's no small amount of being responsible for your own feelings, mm-hmm. right? You might say or do something that uh, upsets me and, you know, I can go off on some tangent about what a horrible person you are for, why would you say that to me or that? But ultimately, it's my responsibility. Yes, you might have said something that triggered, but I'm the one with the emotional response or reaction. So we have to remember two things. One, watch what you say and how you say what you say, Mm -hmm. because it's going to have impact on others. And if you're at the receiving end, it is up to you to create the response to that. Mm -hmm. It's not the other person's fault. I mean, sure, they said the words or they said something or whatever, but don't your responsibility. Don Miguel Ruiz, don't take everything so personally. That's a good one. One of the four agreements, right? One of the four agreements. Exactly. That's such a great book. I reread that one every periodic time, you know, like, oh, let's read that one again. Because it's a quick read. Yep. And uh, it's full of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There is another aspect to Mars conjunct the moon in Gemini, and that's about listening. Yes. It's a communication sign Mm -hmm. and we can all get very wrapped up in speaking, 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 but did we actually listen? Mm. And listening to me, listening and hearing are two different things. Correct. I think therein lies the key, right? Yes. It's a big key because um, that's, you know, the opposite sign is Sagittarius and Sagittarius also has a, a tendency to not really listen. Yes. Yeah. So we we're looking at an axis of communication, an axis of thinking, and then also because the moon is engaged of emotion, thinking, speaking, and emotion all wrapped into one. So it's a it's a recipe for disaster, perhaps in some people, uh, but it's also a recipe for success if you really understand the way that you've been using language and emotion in your life. Mm-hmm. It's a big oh, deal. Right. Oh boy. And then if we tie it back to what was the new moon? The new moon was in Sag last month, right? Correct. 23, mm-hmm. 23 Sag. And if we think about the goals we set at that time, right? And and how this moon, what do we release that's in the way of that goal? It has to be relative to some kind of communication thing. Yeah processing type of issue huh and remember that that new moon on the on the 23rd was it uh happened on within minutes of jupiter turning direct yes so we're we're linking growth and expansion to how are we going to communicate how are we you know going to be responsible for our communication for our feelings and for our thinking processes Mm -hmm. so i know i don't want to share my screen again because of the uh chaos that caused but let me just look this over real quickly and see if there's something else that jumps out um of course the north node and south node are going to be at 13 degrees of sad i mean of uh scorpio and taurus so so what we have is a semi-sextile we still have cooperation necessary Oh, that's good to know. Um, I just yeah. want to, oh, I'm looking like we have five minutes left. Do you want to get to the other moon? Yep. Let's do the new moon. What do you see in the new moon? Um, I'm about the, 
the new moon, which is on the 23rd of December, kind of kicking us into Christmas at one degree Capricorn, like all that Capricorn earthy energy. And it's the second, it's the second new moon in a row at one degree initiating something, right? Yes. So initiating new, new forms of discipline, autonomy, um, use of silence good use of silence i think it's exciting i'm trying to see if i could uh, see what i wrote without you pulling up the chart here okay uh, leadership styles mm, yeah so i don't really write about the transits in in the moon article here if you want to pull them up on your end talk to them more well I, what i was looking at is i i sometimes really like the idea of the sabian symbols have you ever looked those up you know oh, by well, degree talked about them. I don't have the book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't have to have the book necessarily. This is a, this is Dane Ruger's version yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I was just lucky to be able to get this book. Um, uh, but you can also do it online. Uh, there's a website for the Sabian symbols. I think it's made, it's by Linda Hill, her okay. website. So you could just enter in the degree that you're looking at. So we would enter in one Capricorn for the new moon and it would tell you what the Sabian symbol is. Okay. And it's really interesting um, for the new moon because it's sort of saying that any individual that is being making a violent use of energy in the collective oh. is going to is is leading to the inevitable destruction of the values of the group. Wow. So it's really calling us into higher personal integrity. Integrity, right. Which is a Capricornian word. Wow. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, that would kind of scare me when I first looked at it. But as I was thinking about the idea of it is, you know, we already said that each one of us is responsible. Oh, right? that's interesting. So one of the lines written in the almanac is you may discover what's out of alignment with your values um, r relative to your leadership journey, which, right, that's, that, that, <laughs> makes perfect sense with what you're talking mm -hmm. about there makes perfect sense and one of the major aspects in that new moon is uh the moon in a square to jupiter so <clears throat> we have excesses possible right anytime the moon squares uh the the planet jupiter we can get overboard and because jupiter's in aries are we going overboard starting too many new things Okay. Are we starting too fast without thinking first or, you know, having the solid foundation, Capricorn foundation first? Well, very interesting. And when I think about it square, Jupiter in Aries, I think about how Aries can be um, aggressive sometimes. And so are we being too aggressive? Yeah. Rather yeah. than that passionate edge. So... And it makes me think about aggression or being too assertive um, yep. in the wrong timing. Okay, sure. Right, because, you know, at that point in time, we're just a couple of weeks away from Mars turning direct. Right. So if we just slow the, the things down a little bit, you know, don't be afraid of the new beginning, but just slow down the rollout of it. Slow your roll, folks. Slow your roll. Be more <laughs> deliberate. Yes right and one of the other key words for that degree of that new moon was about waste oh right waste of 
time of energy, um, having to, to keep fighting, you know, the fight. It, the, as soon as I read it, what I really thought about was being on a jury mm. and you've got 11 people ready to convict or to, you know, 11 people in one direction and this one lone holdout <laughs> going in the other direction yeah. and questioning. No, no, not that that person shouldn't be that way, but what is the motivation? Yeah. Right. What is yep. the motivation? That What's actually the... happened to me. I was on a uh, murder trial. I was in the jury. Were you the lone holdout or were you uh, part of the, the mass? Oh, no, you froze. Now we'll never know. <gasps> oh. Tam, you froze for a second. Okay, now I have to know, were you the lone holdout or were you on the other side? I, it was a murder trial. I was not the lone holdout. And after we got through his questions about motivation, <laughs> we convicted him. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, not awesome that some, that that happened, but yeah. Uh, but that's what this thing. This is what this reminds me of. And you know, sometimes you're the one, right? You're the one that's holding right. yourself back, or you're the one that's yep. resisting. So we might have to deal with that during that new moon as well. <sighs> that brings us to the end. Yeah. Wow. And next time we meet, it'll be a whole new year. It will. It'll. Well, no, we'll do it the last week of December. Yes, I guess we will because it'll already be January. So that'll be, I can't read my calendar, 28th. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah, the 28th. So we'll be back together again. And I'm hoping that everybody's finding value in our coming together and doing these broadcasts because I really enjoy them. And I know you do too. So I hopefully do. people get something from, you know, our two different perspectives yeah, that's on the astrology. Because we don't, we don't want to bore you people. <laughs> I don't think we're boring, but is it valuable? I think we want feedback on that. So let us know that because I want to keep going and going I, and going. I, this is my plan for next year. Let's keep going. All righty. We can even use the same graphics. Oh, good. That's true. We can. We didn't date them. We did um, not date them. May I make a plug for everybody? Um, if you have not yet got your energy almanac for the year ahead, which is, I didn't bring mine. Oh, here it is. Um, make sure you use Janet's link to get your beautiful semi-concealed coil binding lays flat so you can do all your note taking in it. Janet um, did an exceptional job for the 2023 five-year edition of the book. She offered us the weekly gift and the weekly shadow um, using human design. So we have a lot of human design this year. We have a lot of astrology, incredible moon articles for 2023 written by Sarah Ray. Um, Sarah Ray Hoagland and Janet is the actual sponsor of this book. I'm so proud that Janet decided um, to sponsor us this year. So please get your book using her link. Um, for anybody, and I will post that under the video this morning. Thank you, thank you for that. Yeah. For anybody who's following my work and who thinks you might enjoy some time with me, I have a really incredible annual. Um, it's my fourth annual in your jammies review reflect renew retreat it's an online retreat you put on your pajamas i'm putting on mine 
Um, and we literally go over the review portion is where we look at data. The reflect portion is where we do some journaling and some deep thinking and feeling. We do some emotional freedom technique, and then we do some goal, goal setting and planning for the year ahead. It's a beautiful three or four hour retreat that I do every single year. And please um, go to choosebigchange.com, type in retreat. You should be able to find it. And when is that happening? January 7th. January 7th. Sounds like a positive day. During positive rest thing to do. During <laughs> so we plug it now. <laughs> plug it now. Exactly. And actually, that you know, the retrograde is a good time for doing that kind of evaluation I, work. And that intentionally, yes. Good job. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tam. Always a pleasure. I'm so oh. glad we didn't get derailed by your, your stormy weather. And we'll see you all. I will see you all on Friday, but also this evening. I will be on uh, Angel Heart Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific time. So 6 p.m. East Coast time on Facebook. Awesome. Angel Heart Radio on Facebook. So Happy see you all. To everybody. Bye for Happy now. holidays. Yes. Take care. Bye, Tam. Bye, Janet. I guess you.